Welcome back to the Moms Do Business Different podcast. I'm your host, Kay Hillman, believer, wife, mama, and creator of the Shmoney Mama Gang. Myself and my team support mamas who are service providers and coaches in creating strategies that make buyers say, take my shmoney, and create companies that bring in high cash months doing the bare minimum. Join me for conversations on money, business growth, sales, productivity, and the mindset of being a mom who does business different. Mama, are you ready for the vibe? Listen up and let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Saturday or whatever day you're listening to this on. So we're here for a strategy Saturday. Okay. So I'm going to just read this question because it came in two parts and I don't want to get this wrong trying to paraphrase. So it says, hi, Kay. My question is two parts. One, how much content do I need to create for my business? I'm not really the best at creating content and I just need to know what to start with to get some traction for my business, but something I can keep up with as a mom of a busy four-year-old. And two, how long should I create content or how do I know when to try something different? Ooh, excellent questions. These are great questions, boo. Um, So here's the thing. All of this is truly dependent on you and your lifestyle, right? So you said you're a mom of a busy four-year-old. So I'm thinking the four-year-old probably is not in school yet. um, So that might kind of put a little bit of a cap in your time. Um, But the first question that I'm going to ask is, how or what is your capacity in this season? Because it's going to look different depending on how much time or money you have at your disposal. And what I mean by money at your disposal is like if you are outsourcing. So if you have, you know, people on your team um, or if you, you know, are outsourcing things in your home, things like that. Um, but also, of course, is your baby in school? So four years old, I feel like four-year-olds go to school, um, but maybe not. Um, and then if you have a, a job, right, if you have a full-time job or something. So the first question is is always going to go back to what is your capacity in the season of business? Because that is going to be the, the biggest um uh, the biggest thing that comes up when it comes to like how much content to create, how long do you need? Well, not not how long, but how much how much content you're going to be creating. So that being said, if you are in a season where you have the capacity to show up, right, you're in a visibility season. So go listen to episode, I believe it was like 231, where I talked about the seasons of capacity. So if you're in the visibility visibility season, then ideally, I recommend posting as much content as you possibly can. Of course, within reason, but like you can literally flood the world with your content. Um, I did this and I do this sometimes, like I do this pretty often. I'm actually doing this right now where I am in a visibility season. So as you can see, this month in December, I'm posting three episodes a week, which is something that I have, I don't think I've ever posted three episodes and well I have but like not for an extended period of time so this will be the longest period of time that I'm doing something like this so but it's because I'm in a visibility season and that's okay so if you have the capacity to show up then I definitely recommend posting as much as you can I also did this thing recently where I posted like literally every single day for a month on Instagram um so there's just like if you're in a season where you can do it flood the world with your content, right? Because visibility is going to be a focus, right? Like visibility might be a focus for you. And especially if you're trying to see what's working, um, I always recommend like just doing as much as you can. Um, and I, I hate to say like, oh, post every single day because I don't want you to get that stuck in your head. But it is an option if you're just trying to see what works and if you have the capacity to do it, right? Now, if it's taking too much time, like if you're spending, you know, two hours a day trying to create content, then no, we need to dial it back, right? Um, but if you're in a visibility season, do as much as you can, right? So go balls to the walls. But I also want you to think about your customer journey, okay? So when you're deciding on how much content to actually create, let's say on an ongoing basis, 
the thing is, is like, we all hear that thing about like consumers need, you know, multiple touch points with you. Like they need to, you know, see you seven times before they make a purchase and that kind of stuff. You also like on the other end, you don't want to overwhelm your community with too much content. And what I mean by this is like, you have to, you just have to know your people, right? Like you have to understand your buyer. And when you understand your buyer, you'll know, or you'll start to see how much they need to actually engage with you. So for example, I know that my community they don't need to engage with me a ton to purchase. Like I literally have people that find me on Monday and by Wednesday they're buying, right? Um, and that is because I don't have a ton of touch points, but I'm very strategic about the touch points that I do have. So um, inside of the content to cash, um, content to cash framework, well, it's like a workshop that I did inside Shmoney Mama. Um, and I'm going to put it also inside Moms Do Business Different, but Essentially, I teach you like how to focus at first on three platforms. So, you know, I've talked about this on the podcast before, your long form platform, your short form um, distribution or your social media channel, and then your email, right? So I teach you these three content platforms, but how I break this down and how I kind of recommend you navigate how much content to create is that your priority content should be your long form or your email. Now, there are some cases that I say like, okay, you know, you can prioritize short form content, right? Like if short form is all you have the capacity for, then go for it. But a lot of times like long form content doesn't even take that long. Like I find Instagram posts take me longer to do than my podcast episodes, but that's just me. Right. But if you are, you know, different or if you, you know, if, if long form is not aligning with you right now, like a podcast is not really, you know, something that you're interested in, or if you don't want to do videos or whatever, then, you know, you can prioritize short form and email, but I always say prioritize two, right? Long form and email. And there's going to be like some seasons, like I said, that you're going to focus more on short form or more on email or something like that, but it's not often, right? It's all about being strategic about what you're doing this for. So go back and listen to the customer journey um, episode because that's going to be also key, a key thing to think about. But long story short, when it comes to your long form content and email, I, rec- I recommend at least posting once a week, right? Once a week for your long form content and once a week for your email. That being said, there are some clients, and again, this is this goes back to what's your capacity, right? There are a lot of clients that, when they come to me, I'm just like, nope, we're going to do two, right? You're going to do two pieces of long form content each month. So on the first week and on the first Thursday and on the third Thursday of every month, you're going to put out a podcast episode or you're going to put out a blog post, right? So you might be in a season where you're like, I don't think I can commit to doing something every single week. And that is okay, right? That's okay. Commit to at least two, right? Um, Two a month. Now that is like the bare minimum that I would say. I do have some clients that do one like um, I have a client right now I'm thinking of, she does like one blog post a month, but that is such an extreme circumstance. And the thing is, is that she started out and, and this is the context I should have gave in the last episode, but she did start out actually doing, um, I believe weekly, um, week, no, she, she was doing bi-weekly. She, she was doing, you know, two um, blog posts each week. So even then it's like when she started, you know, she built that traction up to where she could pull back a little bit. So, um, you know, if you're not in like a high visibility season, I recommend at least once a week of your long form content and then once a week for your email. And then for your short form content, if you have the capacity to add it in, right, I would recommend at least two times a week for your short form content. This is my bare, bare minimum. And this is what you see me do as well. So I do this. I teach my clients to do this. Like this is the like most basic bare minimum strategy in terms of our content that I have for any client that works with me. 
Now, like I said, I do sometimes say that if you're like a YouTuber or a blogger, you can get away with bi-weekly or even monthly pieces of long-form content. But I only say this is okay when you have like really, really meaty content. And so, you know, I, I don't want you to you know, just default to bi-weekly just because you can. I really want you to be intentional about doing weekly um, weekly pieces of content because when you're first starting, um, unless you really know your buyers super well, you might not actually be able to do everything you need to do in one um, one episode per month, right? So I really want you to give yourself more chances to kind of get better at creating content, all that kind of stuff by, you know, doing it at least weekly, right? Um, or at least, you know, bi-weekly or whatever. So um, again, like I said in the last episode, I am not an expert in like these specific platforms. So go check out um, Brianna Queen for YouTube, for blogging and SEO, go check out Michaela Taylor. And then for podcasting, um, check out my girl, uh, Andrea Singletary and Hannah, the podcast manager, which I'll um, tag Hannah's information below as well. Um, but this is my minimum, right? If you can do more, definitely do more, right? It helps, especially if you choose um, the more you do, sorry, the more you do, um, it will be more helpful if you're not doing paid advertising. So if you don't do paid ads, then more content is always going to like kind of do better, but it can't be like more bad content, right? <laughs> like we don't want to do more bad content. And I hate to even say that because it's like, oh my gosh, what's the difference between good content and bad content? And that just becomes a whole different conversation. But listen, boom, if you're inside of Shmoney Mama, I do it for you, right? So you don't have to worry about what's the difference between good content and bad content because I have the content for you there. Um, now, if you're doing paid ads, then you can bump everything down to one week, right? And focus on having a really good funnel that sells for you. So what I mean by this is like, you can bump yourself down to like, you know, creating like one post on social media, one blog, one email a week, and just focus on your funnel. And like that will sell for you. And that's something that I've had a few of my clients do. Um, and I will say, if you're just not in a season of visibility, if you just don't have the capacity, baby, go run you some ads. Like I know we... I know we hear a lot of people talk about organic, this, organic, that, but baby, organic, if if it ain't paying our bills, then what are we doing it for, right? Like, unless someone's going to like give us a million dollars because we did it organically, it's just giving heart pads, right? It's giving, where's the money? So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I'm going to say there. I'm a little bit tired, if you can tell. I don't know. But anyway... To answer your second question, so I hope I answered your first question. Your first question, what I, all I'm going to say is bare minimum, it should be like one long form piece of content, one email, and then like two social media posts. You can go up or down depending on what your capacity is. To answer your second question on how long you need to keep doing the strategy before you try something new, I've kind of answered this question before on another episode. I can't think about which one it was, but I said in that episode that you should give it at least 90 days, but I'm changing my answer now. And I can't remember what episode I said that on, but I'm, I'm changing my answer from 90 days because if you remember when I talked about when my podcast actually converted after I took that long break, I said that in the podcast, it took me eight months to convert someone from my podcast. And... Um, I, you know, I've, I've learned a lot of things since then. And I realized like the mistake I was making when I was trying to convert during that period. But something that I realized is that 90 days is still too short, right? A lot of times we don't give our strategy enough time to work. So what I'm going to say is before you try something new, give your strategy one year, one year of going full out and being consistent, learn from your mistakes, tweak, improve all the things, right? But give it one year. And if after a year, you're not seeing any results, then you can consider trying a different strategy, right? But also you may need to hire a coach, right? Um, because you might be doing something, but doing it wrong, right? Or not even doing it wrong, but it might just not be effective because you're doing something that you probably shouldn't be doing, right? Or you're doing something and it's just like not actually helping. 
So this is kind of like that whole argument that I've been fussing about on the internet lately about people saying, oh, don't do educational content. It's like, stop telling people don't do educational content. People need to do educational content. It just needs to be strategic educational content, right? Like if you're a service provider, you don't need to do how-to content, right? I stand by that. I've said that before. I, I still stand by that. But it's like, I'm not saying that service providers shouldn't do educational content. You definitely need to educate, right? It just, the education is going to look different. But if you are a service provider and you're posting educational content... Uh, you know, for six months and it's not converting, then it's not that your strategy is not working. Well, yes, your strategy might not be working, but it's actually the tactics, right? It's the execution of the strategy that's not working, but the strategy itself still works. So it might be also a matter of you need to hire a coach. You need to hire somebody to actually support you with that, support you with the implementation, things like that. And so that's what I would recommend there is like, just give it a full year of, you know, you really trying to learn from your mistakes and tweak and improve and stuff like that. But like stick to one strategy for the whole year. And this is one reason why I shifted Moms Do Business Different to a year long um, one-on-one mentorship kind of support situation. Because what I realized is that it's not enough to just have like you know, a coach for like 90 days or be in this like short-term program. Like, yes, that'll work for that season, but essentially like you need more data, right? Like you need more data to be able to say, okay, this is working. This is not working. This is what we need to tweak, et cetera. Whenever I'm looking at my data in my business, I'm always looking at it in like 90 day kind of like snapshots. Um, so you need more time, right? And so if you're only in a program for like 90 days, it can be hard to get the feedback that you need because by the time you get any real good data to really make some decisions from, the program has ended, right? So now you have no support and you're trying to figure everything out on your own. So, um, you know, if you've been doing something for 90 days and it's like, it's still not working, I don't want you to change your strategy. I want you to consider, hmm, maybe I need to get another set of eyes, right? Maybe I need to get an expert to come and look at this with me. Um, And that's been my rule of thumb for my business because I definitely went through a season where I made like a lot of investments that didn't make any sense. And so now instead of like making random investments, I just think to myself, okay, in this 90 day snapshot, what's working, what's not working, anything that's not working, doesn't make sense for me to hire a coach or a consultant or someone to kind of be a second set of eyes for me for this. So that might be something for you to consider as well. But essentially, I want you to give yourself a full year. Um, and if you weren't seeing any results, then at that point, you can consider trying a different strategy. But nine times out of ten, you're not going to try something different. It's it's really going to be a matter of just tweaking what you're already doing, right? Because after a year, you're going to be able to kind of look at your business, look at things, and say, you know what, this is something that I've been doing and it hasn't worked. But when I did this thing, it did work, like something did work. So you'll be able to kind of reverse engineer and you'll have enough data after a year to really be able to know what's happening. And then I would hope by then that if you're going a year with no results or not even no results, but if you're going a year and it's just like, okay, this is still abysmal, then I would hope that at that point you would just think to yourself like, okay, I think I need a second set of eyes. I think I need somebody else to look at this besides, you know, me trying to kind of guess through it myself. So that's what I would recommend there. Um, the last thing I'll say about this and the reason why I changed my answer to one year is because one thing that I know for a fact, and I know this because I did this, I've done this several times and I've seen my clients do this, is that so often we give up right before the breakthrough, right? So often we give up right before the breakthrough, right before the breakthrough happens, we give up. And that's why whatever cadence, like whatever content cadence and channels that you choose, I want you to give it one year because a lot of times, right when you're getting ready to see the result, you stop doing it. I think I talked about this in the customer journey episode where I said, like, at the consideration phase, like, a lot of people mess up. Like, a lot of people drop the ball because when people stop engaging, you feel like, oh, no one wants my content. You know, my stuff must suck, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, people are following the customer journey, right? People are 
now considering, right? They're weighing out all their options. They are thinking, right? They're not, they're not ignoring you. They're just thinking, right? Like they're just thinking, or maybe like in the back of their mind, they know they're going to work with you. So they don't need to keep on tapping on all your content and that kind of stuff because they're just getting ready to purchase, right? But if you stop posting, if you stop talking about your offer, then they won't know they can actually buy it. And it's kind of the same thing with your own strategy. It's like so, so often when we don't get like that immediate result that we're looking for, we feel like it's not working, but that might not be true. Like it might just be that things are compounding right now and you know, maybe your next post is really going to pop, right? Or your next post is going to be that thing that really just kind of unlocks things and you are exposed to a whole new audience. Um, a couple of weeks ago, well, not a couple, but like maybe a month ago, this woman that I didn't even know followed me on Instagram and reshared a post that I had posted. And it was just so bomb because she was, she's like a really big, um, a really big coach in like the um, e-com space. And even though I don't um, serve people with e-com businesses, it was just really cool that it exposed me to a whole audience. And she actually had a lot of people that follow her that are service providers. And so they all just came over and followed me. And I got like a really big boost of people to come follow me. It wasn't super huge, but it was definitely more than I, more followers than I had ever gotten a day on that page. And so it just goes to show like when you just keep being consistent and keep showing up and keep executing your strategy, things will pop when they're supposed to pop. So I want you to give it a year. Just give yourself some time to fine tune. Um, really that year is going to give you some time to fine tune, not just your strategy, but your customer journey and how to create the content that's going to move people through it. But also it's going to like keep it to where or keep you from sabotaging yourself, right? From getting to a point where your own feelings um, basically force you or, or cause you to miss out on what your business could look like because you're getting stuck in those vanity metrics. So hope those answer your question. I want to keep this episode short. I hope this, this answer your questions. This was a lot that I gave away today. Um, but I hope this answered your question and thanks so much for uh, asking. Again, if you want to ask a question for Strategy Saturday, all you have to do is screenshot that you're listening to the podcast, posting your stories um, and tag me. And then just, uh, what did I say you got to do? Oh, I think I want to leave a review. You know what? Actually, I don't know what I want you to do. So you can choose. You can leave a review on the show, screenshot the review and send it to me and then ask me your question. Or you can um, screenshot this episode, post it in your stories and uh, tag me and then ask me a question in the DMs. So you can decide how you want to enter and ask your question. I really don't care. I just want something so I know that you're actually listening, which of course you wouldn't ask if you weren't listening. But anyway, thanks boo for listening to this episode. And until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I know you loved it, so go ahead and leave a five-star review. Make sure to share this episode and tag me at Moms Do Business Different and at Mrs. K. Hillman so Ayantha knows it's real. May you walk in your purpose and calling every single day to steward the life and business that God has called you to. Until next time, let's get this money.